Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who he's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. So today we wanted to focus on our sense of smell. And when you think about it, you think about the sense of smell, it's one of those senses that are quite important and you notice it when you don't have it. So like if you get a cold or something like that, like, or something happens where it's not as keen as you're used to it, that's when we usually pay attention to it. But it's one of those right. things that you don't really, that I can smell, okay. Miss yeah. until it's gone. Right, right. But what's amazing about it is the sense of smell is one of those emotional senses where you can smell the right thing and it's almost like it's an escape. Or you can smell the, the right thing and it takes you somewhere where you didn't, or memory or something like uh, that. That's right? what I was about to say. That yeah. The sense of smell is tied to your memories. Right. And when I was doing research, I mean, like I said last week, you know, I'm not a science person. Oh, you're so a scientist. The term, no, I'm not. <laughs> so the terminology and stuff, you know, I don't really have down. But just in doing research, the thing about smelling is it kind of... It doesn't go the same way that vision and hearing goes. It kind of takes a different path through the body and through the brain. And it, it almost goes immediately to your emotions. Mm-hmm. And it's connected and tied more intimately to your emotions mm-hmm. and your memories. So that's why you can smell something like freshly baked bread and remember your grandmother or rolls right. or yeah. You know, you can smell a certain perfume and it takes you back to a specific time mm-hmm. and place. So the sense of smell is a lot more emotional yeah. than the other senses, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. And I thought that was very profound. And when, when you do some research and actually study um, the Bible with that topic, a whole lot of stuff is going to come up. And a lot of times uh, when we think about the sense of smell, we don't necessarily think about it in the context of God. It just seems like it's something that we just have. But when you look a little deeper, there are various things that we can connect from our own human experience and now see how that sense can influence, like Rach said, our emotions, our behaviors, our expectations. Um, It can warn us of certain things beforehand. So when all the other senses are not as active, some people with super senses, uh, especially of smell, can be alerted of something, a potential danger or potential something great beforehand. So... When you look at this whole idea, secularly, there are strategies. I thought this was cool. Strategies that certain companies use called scent marketing. Okay. So basically it's you're driving past, driving on a road and you roll down your window and you smell char-grilled barbecue Mm -hmm. smell. Or or char-grilled burger. Char-grilled burger. And all of a sudden you thinking Burger King or you're thinking something, oh man, I want some burgers, right? They can keep that scent from going into the atmosphere near there, but they purposely open up the vents so that people can smell it and be drawn in. Another thing is when you go into a mall or you're going into, you know, your favorite, your favorite Starbucks. And one thing that Starbucks does, which is really, really interesting, is you you go into Starbucks, you notice that all you smell is brewed coffee. 
Now they make other things besides coffee, but they have designed it so that the, the main scent would be the one to keep you in there the longest, right? So this is a marketing strategy a lot of companies have used. It was another example that I did see where at the top of the World Trade Center now they have a garden up there um, and they have some trees and things like that. And what they've done is they have actually created a scent of fresh pine trees, things like that, that create a sense of relaxation to keep people up there so they can enjoy the view. So there are these subtle things and these subtle influences that are happening that if we're not paying attention to it, we could be, you know, manipulated by it unknowingly, right? And scent is one of those things. There's also something called aromatherapy. Many of us know what that is, you know, as far as, you know, we got the oils and, you know, the essential oils and things like that, that we use that have medicinal purposes. Uh, but a key component of that is the smell, the experience. So some of us who might use those, they have different ones that's for calm, ones that's for, you know, healing, ones that's for uh, help you to sleep, different things. All of that is being influenced by your olfactory abilities, mm -hmm. your system. Okay. The Bible says in Proverbs 27 and 9, oil and perfume make the heart glad. So a man's counsel is sweet to his friend. So the Bible even makes reference to the fact that perfumes and oils and those things have an emotional effect on us. Like we said in the beginning, we're talking about the natural sense. And, you know, we've prefaced it in the very beginning and kind of made reference with each sense that we go through the background information, but it's also figurative. So, you know, we're, uh, or spiritual rather, like we're going through what the senses mean, but mm -hmm. now let's transpose it to our spirituality and see if we can have a deeper understanding mm -hmm. because there's always a dualistic reality yeah. with really with everything. Mm -hmm. So we're talking natural, but we're also talking spiritual. Absolutely. And as it is in a natural, so it's in the spirit. So thanks for that, babe. That's true. So the sense of smell has an alluring quality, but also can be a repelling quality. So we have actually talked about our senses more so in the beginning of things that would be a positive experience. But then there are also things that sometimes smell can be like, all right, it's time to take that garbage out. Don't you think, you know, mm -hmm. or it's time to fix this thing, or uh, it's time to focus on this thing because now it's become rotten. Now it's becoming a problem. You need to address it so you don't lose it. So there are four qualities that we wanted to talk about that related to the scripture and how we can better understand this sense as a gateway to our emotions. Like the sense of smell can be a gateway to your emotions and cause you to react in a way that either is going to be positive or it's going to be negative. All right. So the first thing is, like we said, senses can be inviting, welcoming and pleasing. So that's like evoking pleasure. Um, the sense of smell can be um, can give you peace or can bring comfort to you. Second thing, like I said before, is also an indication that something needs to be addressed. So it can be something rotten in the refrigerator, you know, something rotten in your life, um, you know, that kind of thing that would offend you and other people. So that would require or force you to give attention to it. Third thing that something is getting ready to happen. For instance, uh, this morning I woke up to the um, wonderful smells of uh, what I'm going to expect to eat today. <laughs> And I woke up this morning and, you know, my wife was up with the chickens like usual and preparing something for us for later on. So right now, even as we're sitting here and we're, you know, doing this, there's an expectation that has been released in the atmosphere 
and it's passively be so I haven't seen it. I don't hear it. You know, I haven't even tasted it, but because of the sense of smell, there's an expectation of something is getting ready to happen. And then finally, like you said, babe, our sense of smell also aids in keeping us safe. Keeping us and safe. And I was so. thinking about the fact that, like um, we said last week, how hearing is one of those senses where you don't have to directly come in contact with the stimulant, right? So like you hear a siren in the street, I'm in my house. I don't see it, but I can hear it. The same thing with smelling. And I was thinking about the fact that smelling, because I was like, well, what is the purpose of smelling? It kinda, you kind of think with smelling, it's taste. So it's like a two for one. Mm-hmm. So it kind of doesn't get the respect that it probably right. should get. Right. But I was thinking about the fact that when you smell, when you have smelling, it, it enables you to be able to smell danger and it keeps mm. you safe. So if I'm smelling smoke or if I'm smelling the other morning, one morning I was um, downstairs. It was really early. Nobody was up. And I was smelling the smell of gas. And I immediately be, began to be alarmed because, you know, I, you know that gas can be potentially harmful mm-hmm. or hazardous. So I'm going throughout the house trying to figure out where that smell is. And I finally located where the smell was. I mean, thankfully, there was no real danger. But the fact that I could smell it before mm-hmm. it got to a place of harm was something, you know, really mm-hmm. to be thankful about. Yeah. You know, the fact that our smelling is 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 enabling us to stay safe. Mm-hmm. You know, what? Are, um, so what are we talking about? The senses? OK, we're not in kindergarten so how can we relay this to spirituality, right? Because, okay, we've all learned our senses. Now, how can we relay this to the spiritual part? The fact that, you know, we have our spiritual senses and our spiritual smell to be able to smell. I'm thinking about, um, even though I didn't watch wrestling, how The Rock, wasn't it yeah, The Rock that, that used was to rock. Say, that was say, The Rock. I was a big you, wrestling fan, so I don't know if anybody else Can you smell what The yeah. Rock is cooking? Yeah. There, there's and, and you know that's a, a very corny saying, but no hate. <laughs> I, I use that as an example to kind of cause you to think similarly, like you said, with the expectations yes. of smell, like smelling something baking or yes. cooking, it's not quite ready. So there's the temptation to feel like it's never going to be done, or like and and one thing about smell is it will cause other things to be heightened. So your hunger will be heightened. If yes. you're hungry and yes. you smell something, you're even more hungry. Yes. So you're smelling and you're going, okay, when is this going to be ready? I'm starving. And there's the temptation to feel like it's never going to be ready. Mm-hmm. But in the spirit, if you can smell what's happening and what God is preparing for you, and you can just be patient and wait, you'll be able to Partake of what we'll go into that next week, the Mm -hmm. tasting part. Yes. You'll be able to taste what God has prepared for you and prepared for us. So, you know, I I, I wanted to. That's excellent. Yeah. Bring that into. And then also, like we said, the danger aspect. You know, you can smell spiritually Mm -hmm. when something is not right. Mm -hmm. What am I smelling? What what am I sensing in the atmosphere that's not quite right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is an exercise on keenness. And this is what God wants us to be even more, even more keen, right? Even more keen and intentionally keen. What the enemy wants to do in this time is to just cast a malaise over all of us, right? He's trying to change the hopefulness of people's future, the expectation of good things. All these things are being influenced 
by us being bombarded in our senses. And every single sense that you have is a gateway into inside of you. So focusing on guarding these senses and paying attention to the ones even that you naturally would be like, ah, whatever. Spiritually, those senses have the same effect on us as it would naturally. The scripture that I wanted to draw our attention to is going to be Job 14, 7 through 9. I want you to think spiritually, okay? And it reads, at least there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again and its new shoots will not fail. Its roots may grow old in the ground and its stump may die in the soil Yet at the scent of water, it will bud and put forth shoots like a plant. For a little background, many of us may know or may not know the story of Job. The Bible says Job was a perfect man. This is God saying Job was perfect. And because Job was perfect, um, the enemy, Satan, goes to God and says, you know, has a conversation with God. And basically uh, it comes up where, you know, the only reason why Job is serving you and sacrificing for his kids and, you know, being so good and all this stuff is because you've blessed him so much. You've given him so much. You've you've allowed a hedge to be around him. So let me show you something, God. This is what the devil says. Let me show you something, God. Take all that stuff away from him. Take all the hedges. Take all the provisions away. Just mess with his life. Mess with him. And I guarantee you, he's going to curse you. He's going to leave you. Because the only reason why he's serving you is because of everything that you gave him. So God says, all right, I'm going to remove it. I'm going to take everything away, but his life must be preserved. So in one day, Job loses everything. He loses his family. He gets sick. He loses everything. All of his property, everything in one day. Devastating, Right. The context of this story is kind of mimics what what the realities of life are. Right. There are things that happen in the heavenlies that we don't know about. And we have as a result have to live through things that we don't know. And God does not always explain the stuff that we have to go through. Right. Sometimes he has a spiritual reason for allowing us to go through things that we may not have been prepared for. Job was living right, minding his own business and in one day loses everything because God was doing something in the spirit. So a lot of times we're suffering. A lot of times we're going through things. It ain't always because you're being punished. Sometimes it's the prelude to a major blessing. Because if we know the story, Job ends up getting double what he lost. He was already one of the richest men in the world. But imagine now getting double what you already had because God wanted to use your story as an example of what it looks like to trust him. Then there's no explanation for what you're going through. So the thing about this is, this particular chapter, chapter 14, is when we meet Job, his friends come over and try to attempt to console him, right? So each of his friends has this long uh, dialogue with him and trying to rationalize why he might be going through what he's going through. And in this particular chapter, Job begins to lament, okay? He begins to express his frustration, his discomfort, he begins to assess his life and say, what am I living for? This is the scripture uh, where it says the life of man is full of trouble as we are only here for a few days. And all, most of them days are trouble filled. And why am I still here? Why am I still around? But there is something that happens in this seventh through ninth verse that I thought was really interesting. That even in Job's uh, trying to cope with everything that he's going through, what comes to his mind is the fact that when hope is gone and when hope is limited, 
there is still the potential for expecting something good to happen. And he uses an example of a tree. And he says, at least there is hope for a tree that if a tree is cut down, it will sprout again and its shoots would not fail. Meaning its leaves will not fail. Its roots may grow old in the ground and the stump may die in the soil. But when that tree senses, smells the scent of water, it will bud like a plant. And I try to think of a, a real life example of that. Mm-hmm. And we just had one, right? We had a Christmas tree, right? We bought a Christmas tree and Rach likes the real ones. I mean, I don't really care really what it is. I mean, I guess technically I would prefer the fake ones because it's less cleanup. You know, you got to do all them pine things all over the place. And then, <laughs> you know, the leaves falling off by the time the holidays is over and everything is in this cleanup time. It's all cute and stuff before that. But then it's cleanup time. Don't really want to have to deal with that. But it is what it is. <laughs> She's the, you know, she does her thing. So we get the tree. And when we were buying the tree this year, it was really interesting um, this particular tree was the nicest. Now she's very particular about what the tree should look like. Right. So we're going around, was it Lowe's? Mm-hmm. We're going around Lowe's and looking at different trees. Now to me, they all look the same. It's cold. You know, it's just like, I want to just hurry up and get a tree. She's like, no, how about this one? How about that one? And I'm the tree holder. Right. So I'm holding this heavy, sticky tree. It just to make sure the shape is right. Anyway. Anyway, it was a beautiful tree. You digress. This particular tree, though, (laughs) the leaves inside were kind of like already dried out, right? A little bit. But this was the best looking tree. So we went to the the salesperson and basically, you know, showed her and explained it. And she said, well, what you want to do is you want to, when you get back home, you want to put the tree in water and you want to cut the bottom, cut the bottom a certain way and you want to put it in water. And once that tree senses that water, the leaves are going to start to come back to life, even though that tree is not connected to the earth anymore. So we had hoped that that tree would last for the whole time by following the instructions of what would resurrect that tree to a place that would cause us to have or that allow us to have an enjoyable Christmas sight. And even observing the tree, you can see that come to pass. I was like thinking like, Man, this is really crazy. The Bible is telling us that your days are few and they're full of trouble. So that basically means don't expect roses. Don't expect things to always be going right. Right. Life is seasonal. You have good seasons. You have bad seasons. That's just how it is. Right. But in every season that you find yourself in, the Lord wants you to be able to sense and smell the potential of a victory, smell the potential of an outcome that would end up being a blessing to you than a curse. And I, I just wanted to point out the fact that it says the scent of water. Yeah. So when you say scent, I, I think of something lingering. It's mm-hmm. not like a, it's not like in your face, right. like almost like a whiff, mm-hmm. like the tree getting a whiff of Of it's not over yet. Right. So just like we said in the beginning, we were talking about smelling something and not being immediately by it or it not being completely ready. Mm -hmm. You have peace in knowing, okay, I'm about to eat. Right. It's not ready now. Right. um, But I'm about to eat. So I'm I'm about to eat, not Mm -hmm. about to eat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
but just the, the whiff of something will allow you or heighten your sense to the point that you'll be encouraged to know that what you're smelling is on the way as well. Absolutely. So the tree getting the scent Absolutely. of water is telling the tree you're about to shoot back up. That's right. So the stump is cut, but you're about to shoot back up. Mm-hmm. And it just takes that whiff. Mm-hmm. All you need is that whiff. And the thing about, I know I don't want to no, take ahead. you no, off no, course no, too ahead. much, but again, when I was thinking about this scent and I was thinking about our current season in the world and you know what we're facing, mm-hmm. we don't even need to keep bringing, saying the name. Mm-hmm. We all know what we've been dealing with for the past year. Mm-hmm. And one of the threats that it brings with it is the loss of smell and taste. Mm. And it would be like the enemy to allow us to lose those senses so that we are not in a state of expectancy mm-hmm. at what might be. So we are in a place of not being ready to be brought back to life. Yeah. A lot of us are in this state of dormantness. You know, we're inside mm-hmm. naturally and spiritually and mm-hmm. emotionally, mm-hmm. you know, where where some of us are in caves. Some of us are just kind of hidden away. And, you know, we're feeling like that tree stump where we're cut off and it would be the temptation or it would be like the enemy to cause us to lose our sense of smell and not be able to receive what God is about to do. Right. And to be able to perceive the sense. Sense it. Yeah. Mm hmm. So, you know, I, I just thought that was you That's know. absolutely right. And this is the thing. See, God is still on the throne. God is still doing something great in your life or else you wouldn't be here. God gets glory from you expecting him to be God no matter what season you're in. And sometimes you can't see him, so you can't count on that. Sometimes he's silent and you can't hear him. You can't count on that. So that's why he's given us so many senses, so many opportunities, so many ways to perceive him that if one sense you can't trace him, try the other one. And if you can't trace him then, try the other one. If you can't trace him then, because he's up to something and he wants you to realize it. God is always trying to reveal himself to us in a way that we have never experienced him before. Mm -hmm. And it is hidden wisdom. The Bible talks about smell. And a lot of times when you look at it, you're seeing it from God's perspective, right? So uh, when we offer up worship to God. It comes to him like a, like a fragrance. When mm-hmm. we pray, it comes to God like a fragrance. Uh, when they offered sacrifices to God, the fragrance came up and God accepted the fragrance. So God has a sense of smell, right? God has, has, God looks at us as conduits or he wants us to be conduits of sweet smelling fragrance. There's nothing like walking into a place or walking to somebody's house or going to a place where the smell puts you at ease. So not only are we to be heightening our own senses, the Lord is also saying and asking, what do you smell like? What does your life smell like to those around you who are struggling in this climate, who don't know where to turn, who are completely at their wits end with what to do? There are people that are struggling. There are people who have lost loved ones. There are people who are going through things right now. There are people who are sick and we may come in contact with them, phone calls, whatever, how it is. The Lord is asking you, when was the last time you checked on what was coming from you? And this is where we get to the whole thing of pleasant smells and unpleasant smells. So this is where it comes where, you know, well, if you're carrying 
bitterness from years ago or unforgiveness from years ago or things like that that are just sitting in our life and we're just not paying attention to them and we're just letting them be because we don't feel like anybody notices it. Uh, it could be someone has a keen sense of smell and they are noticing it and they're being repelled by what you are not addressing. And that that reminds me of the, the commercial for Febreze uh, where they talk about being yes. nose blind. <laughs> you ever seen those commercials where That's like, right. yeah. you first see what you're smelling and then it goes back to what it really is. So mm -hmm. it might, I think there was one where there was this huge dog driving or, or it was a car in the shape of a dog. And then it went back to a regular car. The, the, the point of it is basically the person being nose blind to what they're around all the time. Mm -hmm. So there's the, the tendency. They're in it. That's right. They, they, they've got a custom. They've become immune mm -hmm. to what they're smelling and their senses have been dulled. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the, po the point of, this whole series is to challenge us to heighten our senses once more mm -hmm. to what's around us, but then also to ourselves because what's in us, yeah. you can smell yourself. Like you should be able to smell yourself. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be nose blind. <laughs> if you need deodorant, you can smell that first and foremost. Well, you should. You should. You should. <laughs> you should. Because everybody ain't that nice. Some people will just be like, how you doing? And talk to you. And then when you leave, they're like, man, did you smell that? So... It's not like you can clearly count on people to tell you. Right. They you will you just... should be doing it. You yeah. should be smelling it on your own. And the same thing in the spirit. What you're giving off, mm -hmm. you should be somewhat aware, keenly aware of what you're giving off and, and the aromas that other people are experiencing. Because, you know, that affects what comes out of your mouth and what they receive from you. So Absolutely. This scripture is powerful here. This is 2 Corinthians 2. Verses 14 through 16. All right. And it reads, but thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession. And through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. So basically what that's saying is we are the smell of the knowledge of God in the world. So people can't see God if they can't hear God. God has created us to Give off a fragrance of his knowledge so that people will sense something without us having to say anything. What does your life smell like? You ever walk past somebody and that cologne is so good you have to ask him, what is that smell? What do you have on? This is the aroma of God's life in us that's supposed to exude that when we're walking around, people are like, oh my goodness, what are you wearing? I'm wearing Christ. And I can get you some too. You want some? That's, that's what it is. God has created us to be able to relate and connect with the world just as much as we connect naturally. So there's some people, sight is not that important. Hearing is not that important. But they're keen on what they smell. And that's what God's job is inside of us, is to help us to cultivate a scent that is creating an interest to a greater knowledge of God. For we are the aroma of Christ to God. So not only are we a fragrance of God in the world, we also to smell like Jesus to God. So when God looks at our life, he doesn't see us. He smells his son. And because he smells his son on us, we can now have the same access that his son has walking with God towards our purpose. 
So among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing, to one a fragrance from death to death, to other a fragrance from life to life. So no matter where people are on the spectrum of their life, if they're going through problems, if they're unsaved, whatever, your fragrance is designed by God to connect with people, whether they unsaved or saved. That God's fragrance is universal and it's universally sweet smelling. Open up your mind to the possibility that he wants you to represent him with your whole being, not just your mouth, not with just what you look like, but with the scent of your life. God wants to use that to draw people to a knowledge of his love for them. The Bible says in Ephesians 5 and 2, and walk in love, esteeming and delighting in one another as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a slain offering and sacrifice to God for you so that it became what? A sweet fragrance. When we walk in love, we like Jesus Christ through his sacrifice for us on the cross, become a sweet smelling fragrance. That when we walk in love, what does that mean? We esteem each other. We delight in each other. We're compassionate to each other. We're forgiving to each other. We're generous to each other. We care about each other. We look out for each other. All of that, when people sense that and they see that happening, the Bible says that converts itself into a fragrance. And that fragrance not only blesses other people, but it also comes up to God as an aroma of worship. So if people need a touch from God. Sometimes just being in your presence, they don't realize that they're getting spiritual aromatherapy. That you may not have the words to say to people all the time, but them just sitting in your presence and smelling the fragrance of God's presence will be healing to them. And you know what's interesting also about this scent is this mm -hmm. is the first scent that you use. Wow. So the very first scent that you use is your smell. So it, it has importance. Mm -hmm. I think about the fact that we all have a scent. Like mm -hmm. there's like a, yeah. a, innate, natural, a, natural, a natural scent, yeah. Yeah. In right? Our, in our body, yeah. DNA. And you can wear a cologne and someone else can wear a cologne. But I, because I know you and I'm intimately acquainted with you, mm -hmm. when you come into a room, even if I don't see you mm -hmm. or even if I don't hear you, there have been times you've come home or we've been in a place like church or someplace and you've been in that space and I could tell because I could smell you. Mm -hmm. It's something about the way mm -hmm. it smells. It just, it, it hits differently mm -hmm. because I'm so intimately acquainted with you. Mm -hmm. So what am I saying? When our vision and our sight are not activated and we can't hear anything, allow God to anoint your sense of smell to be able to smell him. Mm -hmm. And the fragrance that he brings with his presence, because, you know, even though I, I was looking in the Bible, like for scriptures about what God smells like, and there was nothing about what God smells like. Mm -hmm. So there's no actual smell. Right. But there is a fragrance, if that makes sense, that is accompanied with it, a sweetness that's accompanied with his presence, that when you're in the midst of something, you may not be able to see him or hear him, but getting that whiff like in Job with the scent of water, getting the whiff of him 
will allow you to be at ease in knowing that he's near. Yes. And that he's addressing whatever needs you have because that sense has been heightened mm-hmm. to smell him coming to smell his presence amen. even though i don't see him or hear him amen i know he's there because i can smell it amen so this is one last um illustration most of us have experienced this but you guys know that smell that you smell right before it's about to rain like right before or after it rains there's a smell there's a phenomenon here and it's called petrichor if you look it up it's called petrichor it actually has a name And basically that process is right before it rains, chemical reactions happen. And once again, I'm not a meteorologist, so (laughs) I'm just, you know, just going based on a little research that um, I did. But I did find this correlation powerful. Um, So chemical reactions happen in the atmosphere and it's almost like the ground begins to sense the fact that it's about to get refreshed. So all the organisms in the dirt, the ground starts to become porous. So it starts to almost open itself up getting ready to receive what it senses, right? And that gives off that smell. So when we smell that is a guarantee that rain is coming. And I thought that was an interesting parallel in the fact that God wants us to sense him that way. That you get acquainted with God, you draw close to God, you you pray, you read the word, you stay in connection with the community that's pointing you heavenward. You keep in your minds on whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are lovely, what's all of those things are what God says your mind should be at. So then your mind will be more open to the possibility that I might be able to smell God when I can't see him. I may be able to know, okay, God is lingering here. I may not hear him. I may not see him, but the atmosphere is telling me through my senses, especially my sense of smell, that rain is coming, that God is on his way, that this year not be a year that is absent from a new reality and a new revelation of God's involvement in your life. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for this session that you've allowed us to partake in, God. We thank you for speaking to us, God. We thank thank you you for our natural senses, Lord, that you have allowed us to have. But Lord, we thank you even more for the spiritual senses that are going to be heightened this year, God, to be able to perceive you, God, Lord, help us to challenge how we're perceiving what's going on around us and make sure that it's filtered through your spirit, oh God. Whatever we come in contact, whatever we see, whatever we hear, whatever we smell, Lord, let it come and be filtered through the Holy Spirit, oh God. Lord, Lord, I pray especially this week, God, that you would bring to the forefront of our minds, God, what we're taking in and our expectancy attached to that smelling God. I pray God that we're able to sense your fragrance around us, God. And so that we are comforted in knowing that you are near God, even Mm. when we can't hear you or see you, God, we know you're near because we have just the scent of water Mm. to know that this tree stump will one day spring forth again and bear fruit. Oh God. I pray for each and every individual that partakes in the Zooms and even in the podcast, that you would bless them in a special way, God, that you would allow your favor and your spirit to shine upon them, God, this week, this month, this year, God. I pray for your mercy for when we fall short. I pray for your grace to be able to handle the things, God, that otherwise we would not be able to handle or accept. And Lord, I pray for your favor, God, to walk into doors and to obtain the things that we can't on our own, God. 
continue to shine through us, speak through us, live through us, and let us be the fragrance in the earth that points everybody back to you, God. I thank you and I praise you for being God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by what we shared. You can follow us at Sunny Devotionals on Instagram and like us on Facebook, where we can continue our discussions and keep in touch. We love you all and pray God continues to bless and keep you.